With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, Pop Chasers, and happy Wednesday, June 16th. It's hump day. Mike, 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 Mike. I've already (laughs) used that joke on here. I've already used it, but like whenever somebody says that, I'm like, hey, Mike, what day is it? (laughs) It's evergreen. Well, it's It's not totally evergreen. It's every Wednesday, but yes, it's evergreen in perpetuity. Um, It's ever Wednesday. Wednesday. Uh, (laughs) But it is Wednesday, and I'm Allison, and I'm joined by Kate. Hi, Kate. Hi. And we are the host of Pop Chaser, a pop culture podcast brought to you by The Dip. Uh, We have a lot of things to get into today. We are so excited to talk about The Bachelorette. But Mm -hmm. before we dive into The Bachelorette, we do want to just touch on another reality TV thing that is exclusive, exclusively went up on The Dip yesterday on Tuesday. Uh, Our fantastic writer, Bravo historian, quite literally extraordinaire, Samantha Bush, was Instagram DMing with the one and only Madison LaCroix. Now, you guys know Madison from Southern Charm. Mm-hmm. I was also going to say, you might know also know Madison from JLo and A-Rod. Exactly, from the <laughs> gossip, gossip magazine. Um, but this weekend, Madison posted a photo of her with a man, and she happened to have a ring on her, her ring finger on her engagement ring finger, I should say. And everyone obviously is like freaking out because the last, you know, we really knew about Madison's dating life is, you know, the disgusting accusations of like Craig and Austin at the reunion, like that they were hurling at her, like going down to Miami to sleep with an ex MLB pro or stuff like that. (laughs) I mean, just like total slut shaming and, and, and the whole gamut from those guys that are just disgusting in the first place mm-hmm. and now we see her happy on a boat with this very attractive man but the question is is Madison engaged so Sam uh was DMing with her and can confidently report from Madison's own fingers on Instagram DM that she is not engaged uh but she does say that it's she's wearing a, a love ring that she bought with um another person who's on the show. Uh, and so it's not an engagement. She's also not saying who the guy is, but she posts a photo of him. So I feel like we will get there. We'll get there guys. But, uh, at this moment, like he doesn't have social media, he's not tagged in anything. So I'm happy for her because I think after the, the JLo A-Rod, like scandal, she's getting a little bit of a reprieve right now. Right, so, right. Uh, you know, I'm just happy. I'm happy. She seems happy. Um, I'm, I'm happy that Austin's still a beta bitch and, (laughs) and the world moves on the world moves on. Uh, but that is not the only reality thing we want to talk about. We, of course, no, we're going to talk about about the bachelorette bachelor. And like we did last week, we kept you guys away from the spoilers yesterday. So now we're going to dig in. So if you still haven't seen bachelorette time to fast forward or get through this, but 
we're talking about it today. We're talking about it now. And I would say another very satisfying episode. Oh my God. I was really into this. I was really into this. I mean, so maybe we should work our way through. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we have our first group date and it's the yes. sex. It's the like, it's just all about sex. That's yes, what it is. Yes, yes. I'm very surprised that they pulled that card so early. Yeah. Uh, with given Mike. the fact that Mike is a virgin and, and his, and he's a virgin f- for like for faith. I mean, that is like the decision that he has made. So it's, that's an extremely personal thing. And I was surprised that, you know, honestly, let's, let's, what is, he's been on set, what, four days max. Right. And, and they're already him throwing him in into that. such a, such an personal thing. Yeah. I was really surprised by with that said, people on the internet really <laughs> fell for Mike. Yes. People, people, yes. People on the internet that maybe aren't the people on this podcast, <laughs> but here's my thing is I think I left that moment a little bit more disappointed in the bachelor. So, and this is something that I think like Allison, you predicted last week in a way when you wrote a piece about like how the bachelor is going to go super hard into the fact that Mike is a virgin and this is going to become a whole thing or whatever. And the thing that annoyed me about this was they thrust him, no pun intended, oh, Kate. into this competition during this, this challenge, which was very sex focused. We knew he would be uncomfortable. They basically were asking probing questions of these men that would force him to, you know, admit that or come out as a virgin or yeah. however. I mean, the man was in it. tears. Yes, he was in tears. And I can imagine that being a very traumatizing thing to yes. have to do that publicly too, not doing Public- that. One, yeah. I mean, in front of all the cameras, either way, he was going to get it out super publicly. But in that moment, it, I, I imagine I was cringing inside for him in that moment. And then he goes up and he delivers the speech that's very, you know, about like, why he's the best lover. Yeah, that was the prompt lover. And then he I ends hate up, the word lover. It's awful. Like it's panties. Like I don't like mind when the word it's boy like, is after not- it, but like. If it's lover, lover boy, we're okay. But like lover, being like, ugh. that's my lover. No, no, it's got to go away. Like when Taylor Swift sings the word lover, I like, it makes me cringe a little bit. <laughs> but then in the end, Bachelor gives him, they award him the trophy for the for contest. The so lover. to me, all this moment does is that Bachelor is like, basically like, hey, everybody, like make fun of Mike. Isn't this funny? Isn't this funny? He's in this thing. And isn't it funny? He has no idea to say it. Isn't it funny that, you know, like we're putting him in this crazy situation and he doesn't know what to do. And then, oh, well, we're going to give him a trophy. So you guys who are laughing at this, you're the bad people. Everyone watching, you're the bad people. And it's like, they're trying to almost turn this. Like we know what they're doing. They were not pure of heart in all of this. Like they, they knew what they were getting into. And what all they did was basically try to make the audience feel bad for laughing at this poor guy. So I don't know. I was not a fan of the moment. I thought that that was like incredibly manipulative and, and like I said, not pure of heart. And I think that um, I expect a little better than the bachelorette in this season than to do that to him. Well, the people really did fall for Mike in that moment because it was incredibly intimate and, and it really did just feel like it was him and Katie having this conversation or this, it was like reading a poem. Uh, and I think Mike is somebody people really love now. I think that he, in a way he like revealed a part of himself without judgment, without, without telling Katie how she should be. And I think that that was one thing that people might not have expected. So I'm interested to see what happens. He did not get the group date rose. 
That went to Thomas. Although looked- I do think that like Connor B was totally robbed in that lover no, I, competition. See, you are being blinded. He is a singer songwriter <laughs> from Nashville. I don't who care. Is He's a cat. also a teacher, also a cat and also a spin instructor. How? He's a man of many talents. Sometimes you need to know when to cap it though. Sometimes you need to know when you cap it because that's like, look, and I say this to somebody, Connor is like the cheesecake factory. There's too many options. There's too many options. You love the cheesecake factory. I love the cheesecake factory, but it is always a little sus when you go and you're like, wow, I can get a burger. I can get a Italian cuisine. And I can also buy sushi here. One of those is not going to be right. There's something for everybody. That's what Connor offers something for everybody. Although I am a little upset when I realized he looked like Mr. Shoe from Glee. I can't, yeah, once he I, said that, I you don't can't know if I can that. unsee that. Yeah. That's, that's the only problem I see. Otherwise he wrote a great little ditty. It was fun. It was fun. It was it comical. Was... Kind of felt a little, I had a little like Bo Burnham vibes, you know? Yeah. Or like Lindsay called Did him Mr. A to Z. Did he do that? Mr. A to Z? Ben Feldman? No, no. (laughs) It's Jason Mraz. What's the, I don't get the A to Z thing. We're going to say what's Jason Mraz. No, I, I, what's the A to Z thing. (laughs) That's like his nickname is Mr. A to Z. Oh, I've never. You were not, you were not a teenager of the early 2000s. So. I mean, I actually was. (laughs) You weren't, you weren't an adult teenager. Wait, how, I thought Jason Mraz was like my time. No, you're thinking about the I'm yours years. That was Oh, like, there's an earlier Jason Mraz? Yes. Yes. Oh. No. So you're thinking of like we sing, we dance, we say things, whatever the the that album is. No, no, no. Early Jason Mraz, like around 2001, his album was um, I think it was Waiting for My Rocket to Come, maybe it was called. And then this. Mr. A to Z came after that, I believe. I could be totally <sighs> wrong on this, but um, but yeah, no, I I Jason am Mraz had a huge like he was around rattled. the time like, John Mayer's room for squares, like it sort of all came out in the same time. Yeah. 2002 was waiting for my rocket to come. And then Mr. What? A to C was in 2005. And then it was, we sing, we dance, we steal things, which is the Jason Mraz that, you know, I didn't know that. I just I assumed encourage you to he, check like, out those albums are quite good. I just assumed he came up during like the Buble era era. <laughs> the wait, is there such thing as the Buble era? Yeah. That's how we, that's how we qualify music. Like you've got like, you know, the Beatles, you've got acid rock or whatever. And now we have the Buble era. Yeah. It's the Buble era. Um, (laughs) so I, okay, well, I'll have to check that out. I thought you were talking about Ben Feldman. A to Z was such a good show. Um, canceled, canceled too soon. Uh, but was he even in A to Z? What, Jason Mraz? No, Ben Feldman. Yeah, Ben Feldman <laughs> okay. was the star of A okay. to Z. Okay, I just wanted to make sure because that's like the dating app one. That was such a good show, you guys. Um, anyway, so now we're only on the first date still, but yeah. <laughs> moving right along to the one-on-one with Greg. Yes, which like definitely kind of shows that she has a preference for Greg considering he got the first impression rose. Now he gets and the first one on one. And, and you want to mention what you saw on Twitter, Kate? They made out on the toilet? Excuse- no. I mean, <laughs> that happened, but you didn't see that on Twitter. You saw that on your TV screen. Oh, right. So then we see during the one-on-one date, Greg is wearing a bracelet. It's like a little like black, like black beaded, beads. 
bracelet. I think it's one of those weird, like it has the Himalayan clay in it and it balances. Oh, I'm sure. You. I'm sure. Can you get that vibe from him? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. he's a little cheese ball. And she okay. well, I mean, we don't have to like bash Greg. She, I'm not. I just was about to say mm, cheese balls. I just <laughs> it sounds really good right now. <laughs> but then we see her later on the group date and she is wearing that bracelet as well. And so, and if we remember, this was a thing a few years ago during Nick Biles season, when he went on a zero gravity date with Vanessa and he got this like um, yellow bracelet or something. And he was seen wearing it throughout the rest of the day. It was Nick Vile. It was Nick Vile. I knew it was, I thought it had something to do with him. And that was kind of, everybody was like, okay, well, it seems like he probably chooses Vanessa based on the fact that he like has this like affection for this bracelet. And so this feels very similar that she's, I mean, it's clear that she has the biggest connection with Greg at this point. Yeah, she's in love with Greg. She's only talked to Greg at this point, basically. One thing Um, I really loved. So it was a very like emotional date because Katie opened up about her dad's death in 20 or when she was 22, I think she said, and how, you know, fishing was something that they would always do. And like Greg was just like listening and receiving. And then later on at dinner, he told her that his dad also died. And something that I just was thinking about, and I even, I mentioned it to you, Kate, was that like, well, I was like, why isn't he, you know, like that is the moment where you like connect with somebody, right? Like when she's opening Mm -hmm. up and he didn't. And I actually really respect that he waited and he gave her that time and space to to kind of express how she was feeling and what she was going through. Right. And then later on when he felt like she was able to, um, convey how her emotions, he would stepped in and was like, I actually also have experienced the exact same thing and losing a father. And it really made me, I kind of got on the Greg train with that. Like that was a very emotionally, uh, mature thing to do that like Mm -hmm. quite frankly like I don't think I'm emotionally oh no I was just saying like I am totally the person too that when somebody says something me too I I do that too relate to them and I'm like oh yeah just like this one time that I did this yeah and whether or not that's actually what they want to hear right just like no wait no I want to talk about my thing and so you know I I tip my hat I really tip my hat because that was one of those things that I don't feel like really um I think it was subtle enough that maybe people wouldn't, because especially if you didn't know that Greg's dad had died, you wouldn't be waiting for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really think that that says a lot about who he is. Um, and I think that we can be pretty, we can be pretty confident that this is a front runner. I mean, oh, yeah. I, think I would be, like, I, I would put, I would put a lot of money on it. <laughs> I think it's this, I think it's, it's him. It's, it's, it's Connor B and it's Thomas that I think have. Sort well, of, I've heard, oh, but also um, what's his face? British guy, Andrew, not, not British guy. Andrew, Andrew from Austria, so AK Chicago. Yeah. With a British accent. Yeah. I think that, oh, who's the guy that she, I'm still figuring out who they all are. Well, you know, what's interesting though, I've, I've seen, and this isn't a spoiler. Cause I swear, I swear to God, I did not look up spoilers for this season, but I have heard, we know Blake Moines is coming back. Right. And I've heard that he creates a really big stir. Um, whether that means he sticks around, I don't know, but I know that like, it's, it, people have said like, he is like somebody who it's not like a Heather, um, where, you know, the minivan can get returned in 24 hours. Right. (laughs) That was her name, right? Heather. Uh, something like that. The, the, 
the dress lady. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say the one in the dress you hated. <laughs> that dress it was Heather, I right? I, you know what? This is you're asking the wrong person. I can't, I still can't name anybody from Matt. Kate doesn't team. even know who's the lead right now. <laughs> I'm still I'm still a little spotty, but uh, but yeah, no, I I think that'll be an interesting addition especially if he's willing to actually play a little bit bigger of a part. Yeah. Um, I don't know that we need him. Like, I'm not sure. I don't that, think we do either. I feel like on Matt's season, at least it felt like, I feel like we need some new people because these women are like not great. And I just don't understand the concept of bringing people in midway. Like it just doesn't yeah. make sense to me. Why not just bring him in in the beginning? It's like when they brought in Arthur Gunn halfway through Idol this year, where you're like, what are you doing? Why do that? And I know I'm talking to a brick wall right now, but that okay. it just made no sense. <laughs> Felt pointed. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so then we got to the rose ceremony. There was another group date. It was fine. I don't even remember what they did. Uh, what did they do? Didn't they like wrestle or something like that? They wrestled in the mud. Oh, and then there was the Cody Aaron fight. So that's what I was actually going to get to. So Cody and Aaron, they know each other from quote back home uh, and they don't like each other. And they got into a fight. Basically, Cody Aaron told Katie, I don't like that guy. I don't think he's here for the right reason. Katie confronts Cody about it. And Cody is like, "Uh uh-huh. She's like, I think you're here. Like, I've heard that you're here maybe for the wrong reason and you're not here for, you're here for fame. And he's like, I mean, okay. <laughs> it was like, it was like, um, I think Lindsay, uh, said that it was like that SNL, uh, the Chad sketch, Chad. With, okay. uh, Pete yeah. Davidson. Uh-huh. Oh, cool. Well, I, you know, got to respect the honesty, but, but he you know. went home needless to say. So he's gone. And then now Katie like uses Aaron as like this sounding board of like, who's here for the right reasons and who's not. But I got to say, if you're a snitch on that show, you're it's, it's not right. So he lucked out this time around, but I don't think that that's good for him moving forward. And then we have Carl who is a motivational speaker and absolutely excuse the expression shit the bed when it came to exposing people on in the house. He goes up to Katie at the rose ceremony and is like, there are two to three people here that I don't think you're here for the right reasons. And she's like, well, who? And he's like, I'm not going to say names. And she's like, well, why? And he's like, I'm not going to say that either. It's not my place. And she's like, okay, but I have like eight weeks here and I'm trying to find somebody I'm going to marry. So you need to start talking. And he's like, no. And (laughs) she's like, what the hell? So she confronts everybody. Then they're all, then all the guys are mad. And then Carl's like, it was me. And then they're all mad at Carl. And then to be continued. So needless to say, we are definitely in for an interesting rose ceremony. Um, I saw that Katie even said like the next rose ceremony. So like this next Monday's rose ceremony is going to have a first for the show. My gut is saying that she's going to not give out all her roses. Mm-hmm. Um, but Which would be I'm- such a baller move. And that's the one thing that I love about this season so far is I feel like usually by this point, like last season at this point, it was sort of like, Ooh, these women are really horrible and they're bullying. And like, this is just like such a horrible feeling or in previous seasons by this point, it's just starting to get boring. Right. Where it's just like, okay, they're going to go on at dates this point, and there's going to be, yeah. Like usually it becomes like just sort of like the Eat drama. 
the drama is sort of like a little bit more like planned and a little bit more like, I don't know, it just feels a little scripted a little bit more. And mm-hmm. not to say that this probably doesn't have a degree of that, but it feels like it's just, there's an energy to the season that I feel like we have not had in a really long time. And it just makes it fun and it makes it watchable, at least before we get to I the think point where like top four and then I'm just like snooze. I can't Katie, anymore. Katie really is also like, she's one of the more engaged bachelorettes. Like active listening is something I think a lot of people on the show, like leads really don't have right? <laughs> because like they'll, somebody will be talking to them often, like explaining a personal trauma and they will be so checked out. And I mean, to be fair, they have so many things running through their head, but you can tell they're not listening. Katie is actually like very normal. And I think that that makes it, that gives it that energy that you're saying. So I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm actually really happy. I know that, you know, we were kind of like back and forth on Katie, uh, before the show started, but so far I'm very happy. I still don't understand why Tasha and Caitlin are there, but I like them, but I was just thinking, I was thinking, I was like, God, what a good gig. You get to go to like wherever they are, like New Mexico and hang out with a friend and hang out by the pool all the time. And then once in a while, go pull a prank on these men. That's the the dream and gossip dream. What a gig. Anyway, so should we move on to our last bit of news? Yeah, we've got an exciting finale or we had an exciting finale that happened last night. So we're not going to tell, we're not going to talk about it. We are very, you know, conscious of spoilers, but Allison, do you want to tease a little bit of what people can find about Cruel Summer? So yeah, Cruel Summer, which if you didn't watch Cruel Summer, it's on free form. And the best way I can describe it is it's very PLL, but in the 90s. Uh, and it involves like a kidnapping and multiple timelines and multiple perspectives. It reads like a really, really great thriller book, but it's a TV show, which is even better because then you don't actually have to read. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Boo reading. Boo reading. Um, but come read our site. <laughs> Yeah, but also like come read the dip. Uh, We have a lot of things that like are finally getting answered or we did get a lot of things that are answered in the finale. Uh, We learned Annabelle's identity. This is like a mystery that's been going on throughout the whole season. Uh, And it definitely is something that I personally was kind of thinking throughout the whole show. Um, But, you know, I went back and forth. So it was very valid. It's always validating when like, we had so many theories for cruel summer. And then like when one of them sticks, you're kind of like, yeah, I knew that. I knew that. (laughs) Uh, But we also, you can read um, some really great interviews with the showrunner. We talk about um, Easter eggs that people missed in the, in the finale or throughout the whole season, the ending, she explains the ending of why it is the way it is. Uh, A lot of really interesting like character development that I don't want to get into too much that we that we learn in the finale um and kind of how it played out and why it had to play out that way uh and as well as kind of there's like a a big moment that you know I I didn't see coming that has a lot more of a an impact than I think I realized until I read the interview with uh with her so check all of that out you can check it out on the dip.com slash cruel dash summer uh and we have so much good stuff. And I mean, honestly, if you haven't watched it, I think it is the perfect weekend binge show. Um, and it's all on Hulu too. So you can just fly right through it. And if you're like me and not Kate, no ads, you, you're going to be done in what, like <laughs> nine, like eight hours. That's a perfect Saturday. It's not like it's nice out. Um, 
So yeah, I, I really do recommend cruel summer and I don't know, it did get renewed for season two. I just don't know what season two is going to be like, because I mean, well, if it's anything, I mean, it's a sinner situation, right? It's produced by Jessica Biel, who does a sinner and everybody knows I've watched the sinner. Yeah. So I think that they, they could probably do something similar. And I'm all for things stuck in the nineties for that much longer. That would be awesome. Would love to see more things in the nineties. Yeah. I also have, speaking of nineties, Oh, they just announced that. Uh, they're doing American Gigolo as a reboot for Showtime. Starring oh. John Berenthal of The Walking Dead fame. Oh. You walked, did you watch The Walking Dead? You did no, not. No, okay. I didn't. <laughs> and I've never seen American Gigolo either. He's he's somebody, he was on uh, The Punisher, which like he was on that Netflix show, The Punisher. He was the lead of that. And I saw him once get locked out of his hotel room in Hawaii. Oh, that's, that's fun. That's my closest tie to him. So um, that was fun. And it was the same day that I also saw at the hotel. Who's the guy from Veep? That's Tony like Hale? The, no, the asshole. That was also in my They're boys. They're all assholes. No, the boys? main guy, like the good looking guy. Oh, Reed Scott? Yeah, Reed Scott. And I saw, I heard him talking with a bunch of other people at the hotel about how they just found out that they were having a baby. Oh, and they hadn't announced that yet to the hotel. world. Yes, they were all at the same hotel. Well, at the same series of hotels. I saw them in the same day. It was a very star-studded day for me. Wow. Hawaii. Yeah. Who knew? The city I mean, it's, of stars. It's, it's the, right by the LA, island of so. stars. <laughs> um, anyway, sorry. That was just a, an exciting little news break. But um, from yesterday. Where I think we're ready for our deep dive. Yes. Okay. So mine is actually news related. I am dying to know if anybody has insight on a Dumois gossip thing that I read Read and well, I actually have already shared it with you. So yeah, I'm sorry to let you down there, but okay. This is what it was. It said new pop collab message going to be super broad because I don't want to get in trouble, but two huge pop stars are releasing a surprise album this summer. It's all eighties synth and seventies disco aiming for later this month. One of the tracks is a cover and was a lot of work to approve as a huge disco group had to give their approval. So then share this to me. Yes, I did. And then I said, then somebody goes, if this is Dua and Elton, I'll scream because they've been getting lunch so often. And she keeps posting lyrics on her Insta as captions and pics of her working in the studio. Are they doing an ABBA cover? So I would literally pass out if Dua Lipa and Elton John did like an ABBA, like if they did dancing queen or something like that, I would, I would, I wouldn't be okay. With that said, I did ask a friend who is in the industry and he said he has heard nothing of a Dua Elton ABBA hmm. project. So I don't think that is it. I cannot think of like two pop stars doing eighties and seventies disco. I mean, two huge pop stars. I really do think Dua Lipa, like she's got to be doing something. God, I love Dua Lipa so much. And I know Kate, you don't even know who that is. I I know who it is. I just don't, I can't name name five songs. I can't name single name one one song. We're in the club. Is that one? (laughs) Oh my God. Um, but I'm just trying to think of like, who would be covering that genre? And I just want to know, I want to know. I mean, like, look, it's not Justin Bieber. Mm-mm. It's like, 
I don't know, you guys, if you have any thoughts on it, like two pops, two huge pop stars covering disco, I do think it's got to be something ABBA because like, if it, like, that's the only di- big disco group I can think of, right? Um, No, there okay. are so many big name, disco Name another groups. one. Uh, the Bee Gees. Okay, I was actually just thinking the Bee Gees, but, like, I Earth, feel Wind, like, and Fire. Uh, but I feel uh, like... Casey and the Sunshine Band. Like, I feel there's like... So many. Are they disco? Yeah, it's okay. all disco I mean, era. I know all of those is just my dad's favorite Donna music. Summer. Donna Summer yes. is, like, so big. The reason I think that... I The reason I... Th- am a little like mm, about it being like the Bee Gees and stuff is, but I mean, all of that, that's been covered before. I mean, Lizzo did staying alive for happy death day to you. What about you the people? Oh Are we going to get a new YMCA? That's what I'm now. Now you're talking Kate, but yeah. Anyway, if anyone has any theories, like please like tweet me, you can Instagram DM me because I'm like, I'm invested. I'm ready for a pop summer especially a disco cover pop summer. So if you honestly, like, I will be disappointed if it's ABBA. I will say that. I feel like, is it ABBA or ABBA? It doesn't matter, but I feel like it's, we've done it so much with Mamma Mia already. Like it's been done to death. It'd be like, if somebody was like, Hey, we're coming out with a cover of don't stop believing. It's like, we don't need that anymore. Like we are done. Like let's actually pick something that we haven't revived in a long time. Yeah. I just think like, I think ABBA is like so zeitgeisty with, um, TikTok right now. Uh, it's just going to be like, we've done it a million times. What, but even like referenced it all through Eurovision already. Like it's done. It's played out. Well then, you know, good news is, is if it's Dua Lipa, you're not going to listen. I just, so I'm not going to know what this is. You keep me posted. Like whenever it happens, but like if anyone has any theories or any, <laughs> any insight, like just tweet me, Instagram me. I'm curious because I just like, I'm really feeling the summer you guys. And I want to listen to, I want to listen to Justin Bieber's album the whole summer. I want to listen to Dua Lipa this whole summer. What if it's Justin and Dua? I mean, I'll, I'll be, I'll be, oh, I wonder if there's like an Ariana Grande. Is she considered pop? I think so. I mean, yeah. we'll find I'll, out. I'll, my, my rate, the, the best radio I listened to, I listened to like Sirius XM pop rocks, which doesn't play anything that was created past like 2005. So <laughs> If you could see one person in concert, dead or alive, who would it be? Spice Girls. Oh, really? Yes, absolutely. hundred oh, okay. percent. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I've seen them in concert. So what? I, mean, <sighs> I mean, I, my concert slate is pretty pathetic. So what's your, like- what's the first concert you ever went to? American Idols live. <laughs> I have a feeling if I asked you all of the concerts you've been to, they would only be American Idols live. You want to know the last concert I went to? American Idols live. American Idols live. And it's not the same concert. So don't be thinking that I've only been to one concert. You've been to seasons one through nine, right? Yes. (laughs) And two John Mayer concerts. My God. Uh, well, music is not my thing. What can I say? But you like music, right? No, I actually, not, you don't I actually to don't listen to music. No, it's, it's actually a weird quirk of mine in that. Like, it's not like that. I, I don't want to, it's just that I prefer, like, I would rather listen to a podcast or watch a TV show. I'd rather do any of those things than listen to music for some reason. There's something really fantastic about like 
cooking a meal and just listening to music the whole time. Oh, I'll put on like dinner music, like that What's kind of dinner thing? music. Well, like just like background, like the music like... that plays at like a crate and barrel. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> or like if I'm in the shore, like at the beach, like you put on like beachy music and stuff, mm, and like that's oh. kind of like a nice vibe. Yes, but I have I, a I lot like, of beach I like playlists. I just the... don't actively listen to music the way that some people do. Let me give you guys a hack. If you're not ready to travel because of COVID or maybe because, you know, financially you can't, whatever your reason is, put on a playlist that has the word beach in it on Spotify, crack open an ice cold coconut LaCroix, close your eyes and you'll be, you'll be transported to the hotel that Kate saw, uh, John, (laughs) whoever, and and Reed Scott Mm -hmm. in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. So just that is my tip of the day. <laughs> and drop some rum in that LaCroix too while you're at it. I'm sorry. It in that what? Tropical. LaCroix. 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 <laughs> I think it's a good time. On that note, wrap let's uh, wrap this sucker up. Um, it is, it's been a pleasure as always. Uh, we will be back tomorrow with more headlines until then you can check out the Mindy project episode of TV watch repeat, which dropped on Monday. It is so fun. Uh, you can check out our other podcasts, the slut pig podcast, and I'm the cute one podcast and hot off the mess podcast and dragged out podcast, which comes out on Thursday so many podcasts Mm -hmm. and you can of course check out the dip.com for a ton of all of the coverage we've talked about is all on the dip. So, um, if you want to read about our thoughts during the bachelor last night, or I'm sorry, on Monday night, you can, and we, there's some good articles on there. I just want to shout out a headline and I'll leave you guys with this for those of the Greg lovers should Greg win the bachelorette or is he just six, three with a gender studies minor until tomorrow. Cheers. Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.